welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We'd like to do a quick shout out to Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, yay. Yeah, very beautiful area. Thank you so much, Norfolk, for li- for listening. Hey, they have a zoo. We should go to the Norfolk Zoo sometimes. We need to do it. We like to go to the zoo because we like animals. We yes, love we animals. do. All right. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645, or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. All right. So I've got some weird facts today for us. Let's see. All right. I've got a a couple dirty jokes. Dirty jokes? I've got one dirty joke. We can't tell dirty jokes on here. Yes. What did the dirt say to the rain? Oh, no. What? If you keep this up, my name will be Mud. Ho, ho! Uh, where do you find these? Because they're really, really dad jokes. <laughs> you don't want okay. them? Okay. Go no, ahead. No, no. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Do you know that you do not want to get in a punching or a slapping match with a platypus? You shouldn't? No, you shouldn't. Why? You might think that he looks really cute. He's got that little, you know, duck bill on his face. Does he but, turn into a ninja? Well, no, 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 no. They actually, their mm-hmm. duck bill produces, actually, no, not their duck bill, but they can produce venom. And the venom is located in the claws of the male platypus. Did you know that? I did not. And even, I mean, like, if you get scratched by a male platypus, you're going to be in really bad pain. And even morphine won't do the trick. So don't go playing with the male platypus because you'll get in trouble. So can you see if it's a female and then play with it? Sure. Why not? (laughs) I wouldn't get get that. I don't think I would either. I mean, they're kind of funky looking. They're cool, but I'm not just going to go pick one up. No. All right. Let me tell you about this. Humpback whales use bubbles to attack their prey. Really? Yes. It's called bubble net feeding. Humpbacks catch their prey by blowing an exorbitant amount of bubbles. And this causes small fish to flurry into a ball, which makes for the perfect size bite-sized snack. So they can just eat it all up. So stay away from the bubbles when the humpback whale is near. You don't want to be in the bubbles. All right. One more. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Prairie dogs. They engage in greet kisses to determine if they are friend or foe. Hmm. Mm. They're very territorial. And the way they determine if another prairie dog is in their social network is to touch their teeth together. (laughs) It's called a greet kiss. And onlookers assume that this is a loving gesture, but if they realize that that prairie dog is not part of their pack, they will get into a fight. So they greet each other by touching their teeth. 
What do you think about that? <laughs> Very inner. God has a sense of humor. He does. That is yeah. totally crazy. All right. So what are we talking about today, Dr. J? We have been out for so long, but we're, we have not forgotten old Samuel, the judge, no. prophet. No, uh, we That we started way back when, like three weeks ago. Yeah. Well, you know, we didn't tell our story. We always have a story. A story? The Beelers always have a story. What kind of the story? The Beeler way. All right. So when we went to see Gabriel and May Grace and her husband, they came in and spent some time. Um, we stayed in an Airbnb. Yes. And it was the downstairs of a house. It was like an apartment. Really weird setup. It was a dungeon. It, it was, yeah, we, we stayed in a real dungeon, but yeah, uh, we won't go there with that one. But anyway, so we were downstairs and it was set up really strangely. It had three bedrooms. So we went in, mm -hmm. you go into one and then you turn and there's the kitchen and the bathroom and you keep going, there's a bedroom and you keep going further, there's a bedroom. So it was oh, like bedroom, bedroom. Yeah, I'm talking about that one. So it was bedroom, bedroom, uh, kitchen bathroom bedroom mm -hmm. and we brought our dog with us because we were gone for quite a bit and we did not want to leave him the kennel he would have been sad so and he also it's not used to our daughter's husband yet and you know it 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 takes a while so we went to bed that night they were there and the door between the kitchen and our bedroom was not a regular door. It had a deadbolt. So we had to bolt it for the door to shut. Otherwise it would be open and he would have gone and found them and maybe bitten. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Probably not. But anyway, so we were, I got up the next morning. Now, Airbnb people, y'all need to, have, if you're going to have an Airbnb and you're going to have a coffee pot, please have coffee. Please have coffee there. Please do. Oh, okay. Please. Yes. Please. There was no coffee. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go get some coffee. So I got up and I went to get coffee. And you were going to take the dog out. And so I went and got coffee and I came back. You were out there with the dog and I went to open the door. And what happened? It was locked. It was locked. So we're like, okay, well, we'll get Mary Grace and, and Dean. We'll get them to open the door. Forgetting about our situation with the deadbolt. So we, they let us, we had to call them both. Finally, one of them answered, they let us in and we realized we can't get into the room where our bedroom was because the door was deadbolted. So we called the person that owned the Airbnb and we called and we called and we called and we called. And finally they said, well, you can get in through the bathroom. <laughs> And I'm sitting in the kitchen, trying, you know, we were trying to figure out how to pick the lock, which we're not lock pickers. And you came in through the bathroom window. You're like, I'm in. And I'm like, that's not going to help us. And then you realize, oh, yeah, the door's still dead bolted. Okay. On top of that, it was our son's last ever, last ever band, band banquet. banquet, marching band banquet. And I'm freaking out because all our stuff is in there, makeup, clothes, everything's in there. And we're not going to make it to the band banquet. So our daughter and her husband went on to the band banquet to get there early to get our seats and everything. And we still could not get in. Finally, though, after what, two hours? 
Yeah, about two hours. About two hours. Uh, the guy came and, and he actually got in through another window. So mm-hmm. probably the <laughs> wasn't that safe with all the windows being open. Yeah. But he, <laughs> but he got in, let us in. So that was our Beeler Way story because we always have a story when we go anywhere. And that was us. Don't get locked out of your Airbnb. Well, I think we're learning a lot about what not to do <laughs> and what to do for an Airbnb. And they didn't understand why we locked the door. We're like, well, the door wouldn't shut and we have our dog. And I think they got a little irritated with us. We did not leave them a review because we knew they were probably going to leave us a bad review. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the Beeler way. All right. Now we can get to Samuel. We're talking about Samuel. The last time we left off with Samuel, uh, there was a major battle. Yep. Uh, Samuel and the army went out mm-hmm. uh, to fight the Philistines. Yes. Eli and his sons, of course, they were evil. His sons were evil. Yes, and, they were. And uh, the nation of Israel was very uh, focused on other things besides God and other gods, mm-hmm. other idols, uh, uh, sensuality and other things. Mm-hmm. And so they thought they would be really cool as they were losing to bring the ark out because they, they thought that God would win it for them. Mm-hmm. Well, they ended up losing and the Philistines would take the ark. And that's where we are today in chapter five, chapter Chapter five, five. of first Samuel, of first Samuel chapter five. And if you would read one through five. Okay. I am going to read one through five of chapter five. All right. After the Philistines had captured the ark of God, they took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then they carried the ark into Dagon's temple and set it beside Dagon. When the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, there was Dagon fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. They took Dagon and put him back in his place. But the following morning when they rose, there was Dagon fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and hands had been broken off. And were lying on the threshold, only his body remained. That is why, to this day, neither the priest of Dagon nor any of others who enter Dagon's temple of Ashdod step on the threshold. Mm. You know, this is very interesting. As we see this, you know, they brought it in to the house of Dagon. You know, yes. there's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt that the Philistines were confident and jubilant of their of their victory over the God of Israel. Absolutely. And so they put the ark next to these fa- this false god. Mm-hmm. And Dagon was uh, pretty, pretty uh, scary. He mm-hmm. was half fish mm-hmm. and half man. Uh-huh. It kind of, uh, he was said to have been the father of Baal. Mm. Uh, and so basically, you know, all the false gods of the world, especially... You know, when you look at Hinduism and uh, the New Age, and which really isn't new, it's old. Right. All the other false religions, they really go back to like mixing the creation, uh, the species together. Yes. Uh, going back to like an evolution type thing. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because, yeah, they try to look, make them look otherworldly, you know, putting different animals, like you said, people together. Um mm-hmm. To show that, yeah. 
And it's interesting that Dagon was also the god of the Assyrians. Okay. And when Jonah uh, was swallowed by the great fish, we don't know it was a whale, by the way. Right. Uh, and spit up or vomited onto the coast of Assyria, mm-hmm. uh, close to Nineveh, they, the people, you know, immediately, they worshiped a fish god. Did you know yes, that? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yes, And they so did. that probably affirmed uh, old uh, Jonah's message because they saw him vomited out of the fish. Yeah. And, and that probably, God used that and the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, to bring people to salvation in Nineveh. But going back to this, that's where Dagon came from. Yes. Is from okay. the Philistines. Interesting. I did not realize that. Okay, cool. But here's the thing. You know, many, many thought, probably thought uh, the glory of God was departed. And, you know, many times we'll say, man, he could have really glorified God within mm-hmm. that. Yes. You know, if only he would have glorified God, but you know what? God is going to get the glory whether you glorify him or I glorify him or not. Yeah, that's right. He didn't need Israel's help to be at glory. No, he did not. And so the what happened, Marla? The head of Dagon? Yes. They bowed down? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is so crazy. So they came in mm-hmm. and... Um, that Dagon was falling on his face the first time he was falling mm-hmm. on his face before the Ark of the Lord. Yeah. Now, Marla, maybe that was an accident. Maybe he just fell off yeah. the shelf. Big old wind came along, knocked him over, maybe, maybe a little just earthquake. Fell off the shelf, you know. Just fell off, yeah. But the next day, oh. something else happened. Yeah, you said that his head yeah. was gone. And his and hands. His, his head. Just his torso. Yeah, his head and his hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold, and only his body remained. Now, you know, the Bible says that every tongue, will, every, ba- every mouth, every knee will bow, every mouth will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that yes. includes all the demons that have been hidden or hiding behind all the false idols. That's right. Yeah. You know... They could have, obviously, they knew that the God of Israel was the true God. Yes. They had to. Yeah. They had to. I mean, because that doesn't just happen. I mean, they they had a choice, the Philistines, mm-hmm. that could turn from their weak, impotent, false god, Dagon, mm-hmm. or begin serving the mighty, superior, sovereign Yahweh of Israel. Yes. Or, don't do it. Please don't. They did it. Yeah. Or you could do like we, like many people do, mm-hmm. turn, it, turn it into another religious tradition. Yes. Yes. Uh-oh. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the priest of Dagon, would when they would not step into the threshold where Dagon was. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It became a, a ritual. Right. Yeah. Hmm. You know... People then, the Philistines, rejected, when confronted with the truth, Mm -hmm. and they saw the evidence, they still rejected God. Yeah. Isn't that the way it is today? It is the way it is today. People, more and more, it it feels like more and more people are rejecting him. People know God exists. Mm -hmm. In Psalms 
14, Psalm 14, it says, a fool says in his heart, there is no God. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in Romans chapter one, it talks about that men, people repress the truth to believe a lie, mm-hmm. worshiping the creation rather than the creator. And it lists like 20 sins mm-hmm. of the depravity of man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God doesn't need to prove himself. People are like, well, the Bible's not a science book. <laughs> but it <And> is. <laughs> it doesn't contradict. As a matter of fact, it actually mm-hmm. affirms. But uh, it shouldn't have to because God says, here I am in the beginning, God. Right. Who are you to talk back to me, O oh man? Mm-hmm. I am the potter, you are the clay. Amen. Uh, we look at creation and we know there has to be creator. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. look at all the differences. Uh, we've been watching some zoo show. I can't remember the name of it lately because uh, most everything else on there is a bunch of trash. So, Secrets but, of the zoo. Secrets of the zoo. Yeah. And we just get so tickled because we look at the different animals and see, you know, God's sense of humor. I mean, like the giraffe with his long neck and the elephant with his big old nose and mm-hmm. the zebra with the stripes. And you see how creative God's creation is. The rhinos. Mm-hmm. The cheetahs. Yes. Yeah, the rhinos look like they have body armor. and It's just so cool. Yeah. And they're just funny. Mm-hmm. You look at they them are. and it's like, isn't it God awesome? Mm-hmm. The isn't ostrich. Awesome? Yeah. And their heads kind <laughs> yeah. of go up and down. Yeah, and their little eyes. Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> well, we got off the subject a little bit. Well, yeah, that, we did. I'm that sorry. Shows crea- people have to reject Absolutely. that. They yeah, have to reject you're right. that. Go ahead and read mm-hmm. six through eight. Okay. Six through eight. The Lord's hand was heavy on the people of Ashdod and its vicinity. He brought devastation on them and afflicted them with tumors. When the people of Ashdod saw what was happening, they said, The ark of the God of Israel must not stay with us because his hand is heavy on us and on Dagon, our God. Little G. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and asked them, what shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? They answered, have the ark of God of Israel moved to Gath. So they moved the ark of God of Israel. You know, they oftentimes God will present himself. He will give some opportunity of grace. People are like, why doesn't Jesus come down and prove himself? Well, he did, and you nailed him to a cross. That's right. You know, so here's the thing. The Lord's hand was heavy on Ashdod, mm-hmm. the people of Ashdod. Mm-hmm. He's given them another opportunity. He'll, he'll present himself again, another mm-hmm. opportunity to repent, mm-hmm. another. But it's not good. No, it's not. And I'm sure in our culture today, people would rationalize this and say, hmm, I think it was just a pandemic, a virus from China or some other type of thing going on. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, it was the hand of God Almighty. Yes, it was. Yeah. He ravaged them and stuck them with tumors. Mm -hmm. Many people believe these tumors was the, the bubonic plague. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Millions died uh, of it in in Europe. Mm. Uh, Mm. But uh, here, many people, including myself, believe this was none other than the bubonic plague here. Mm -hmm. Uh, This disease, the bubonic plague, is uh, characterized 
manifested by uh, appearances of tumors mm-hmm. and uh, it produces panic, mm. uh, has a very high mortality rate, and it's associated with mice and rats. Oh, okay. Now, the Septuagint, the Septuagint is the Greek, mm-hmm. wait a minute, oh, it's the Latin, the oh, Latin okay. um, Bible. Okay. Okay. And it says in verse six, it's, it adds something. And the cities and the fields and all the region burst up. Mice were produced, and there was confusion to the great sit- death in the city. Hmm. Interesting. In 1 Samuel 6, 5, it talks about when they bring it back to Israel, because they want to give it back to Israel, mm-hmm. but they put uh, gold rats, and gold mice in the ark. Hmm. Okay. And so to me, that's evidence that this uh-huh. is probably the bubonic plague. That makes sense. That makes yeah. definite sense. Yeah. So from there, they took it to Goth. Mm-hmm. And things got worse from there. Go ahead and read 9, verse 9 and through 12. All right. But after they had moved it, the Lord's hand was against the city, throwing it into a great panic. He afflicted the people of the city, both young and old, with an outbreak of tumors. So they sent the ark of God to Ekron. As the ark of God was entering Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out, They have brought the ark of the God of Israel around to us to kill us and our people. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and said, send the ark of the God of Israel away. Let it go back to its own place or it will kill us and our people. For death had filled the city with panic. God's hand was very heavy on it. Those who did not die were afflicted with tumors and the outcry of the city went up to heaven. You know, people know the God of the Bible exists. Mm. They, They knew the God of the Bible existed. Yeah, they're like, don't bring that here. No, 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 don't bring that here. In Revelation 6, 15 through 17, it says, Then the kings of the earth, princes, generals, rich and mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves among the rocks of the mountains. And they called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of the Lord's wrath has come. Who can withstand it? Hmm. This is happening. People know that Jesus is Lord. Yes, they do. And they willfully reject it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go to chapter six, I'm not going to go through the whole chapter, but but I will say how it ends. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, The Philistines decide to take this to Israel, which they did. And uh, it ends up really bad for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think what we'll do is we'll leave off from chapter five. Okay. And go to chapter six next time, because I think I was yeah. just going to end it, but I think we'll no. go to chapter six. Uh, yeah. I don't want to make this shorten chapter six, because chapter six is it's very good. good and yes. we need to talk through that very slowly and more methodically. I agree. I was like, no, don't do that. So I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) But this story definitely helps us remember that. God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. And remember that God loves you very much. 
Absolutely. And definitely come back to hear what happens in chapter six. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.